2: As the campaign to recall Governor Gavin Newsom inches closer to the ballot, a new poll shows voters are unhappy with his handling of the pandemic. KQED's Politics Editor Scott Schaefer reports.
3: After
0: sky-high approval ratings in September, the poll from UC Berkeley's Institute of Governmental Affairs finds Newsom's standing with voters has crashed. Just 46% approve of the job he's doing. Less than a third of voters say Newsom is doing a good job handling the coronavirus pandemic, and just 22% say he's done a good or excellent job getting vaccines to the public. Still, pollster Mark DiCamillo says despite all that, just over a third of voters support recalling the governor.
3: I think voters here are kind of waiting and seeing how things unfold with regard to the pandemic. Again, that is what's driving a lot of the negativity about the governor.
0: DiCamillo says Newsom's fortunes could improve once more Californians are vaccinated and life returns to normal. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer.
2: Well, as Newsom's ratings fall, former San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner, a Republican, announced last night that he is running for governor, whether in 2022 or in a recall election, if there is one. KQED's Katie Orr joins me now with more. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Lily. So what kind of reviews did Mayor Faulkner get during his time in San Diego? Well, his reviews
0: were pretty mixed. Uh, He was mayor of San Diego for six years. And, you know, he won an election in an increasingly democratic city. He won two elections. Um, He got policies passed on the environment and on housing, which can be very difficult, especially in a city like San Diego. But while he was mayor, there was also a large hepatitis A outbreak among the city's homeless population that actually resulted in 20 deaths and almost 600 people getting sick, The NFL team, the Chargers, left the city under his watch. He couldn't get the convention center expanded, though, to be fair, multiple mayors have tried and failed to do that. So again, a mixed record for Kevin Faulkner as mayor of San Diego.
2: Yeah, and Republicans have been losing ground in California. GOP candidates for governor really haven't gained a whole lot of traction in recent years. So why do you think that Faulkner sees himself as being different?
0: So for a while now, he's been held up by the Republican Party as a moderate member who might be able to bridge the divide between Democrats and no party preference voters. Again, you know, taking stances on the environment and increased housing density. But he is in a tough spot, and that is specifically due to former President Donald Trump. Faulkner has opposed many of Trump's policies. But he admitted to voting for Trump in the 2020 election, saying he was good for the economy, and there's a picture of Faulkner standing next to Trump by himself in the Oval Office. And while that might play well with the Republican base, it could really hurt him with moderates and other voters in California who just despise the former president. And you can be sure that Newsom's team will be all over that relationship and exploiting it and making sure people know who Faulkner voted for in 2020.
2: All right. KQED's Katie Orr tracking it all. Thank you so much. You're welcome. There is fallout this morning from a protest by anti-vaxxers at the mass COVID-19 vaccination site at LA's Dodger Stadium this weekend. As we told you about yesterday, a demonstration there on Saturday prompted L.A.'s fire department to shut the site down for about an hour. State Senator Richard Pan says these anti-vaxxers are escalating demonstrations like it all around the state. Pan is a medical doctor and a longtime vaccine advocate. He says the protesters need to be held accountable.
3: Even before COVID, anti-vaccine extremists issued death threats, tried to bully legislators finally ending up with an assault on the streets upon myself and blood being thrown in the Senate chambers.
2: Pan says new laws may have to be drafted if current regulations don't offer enough protections to people trying to access vaccine sites safely. Despite the vaccine rollout, January was the deadliest month for the pandemic so far, with almost 15,000 people dying of the virus throughout the state. That's compared to 40,000 deaths statewide since the pandemic began. January's stunning uptick in coronavirus fatalities took place even as the number of cases and hospitalizations have both fallen. Well, as the Biden administration finishes out its second week in office, immigrant advocates are calling on federal authorities to release most of the people held at immigration detention centers in California. This comes after the administration issued new priorities for who should be arrested and locked up. KQED's Farida Javala-Romero reports.
4: The interim guidelines that went into effect this week say U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement should focus on threats to national security, border security, and public safety. That means terrorists, recent border crossers, and people convicted of so-called aggravated felonies who are turned over from jails and prisons after Biden's inauguration.
3: The majority, if not everyone, in ICE custody at this moment falls outside of these priorities.
4: Attorney Luis Ángel Reyes-Avalsa is with Pangea Legal Services in San Jose. His organization and dozens of others say it's especially vital ICE release detainees during the pandemic, as COVID-19 has swept through nearly all ICE facilities in the state.
3: 2020 was the worst year in terms of deaths inside of ICE custody, um, the worst in 15 years. There's been nearly 10,000 people who have been unnecessarily infected by COVID-19 inside of these facilities.
4: An ICE spokeswoman wouldn't say how the agency will respond to the advocates' demands. But she says ICE is using its limited resources to focus on national security and public safety. For The California Report, I'm Farida Javala romero In Southern California, two grocery chains are planning to close
2: stores in Long Beach. It's a move that comes after the city passed a temporary pay raise for local grocery workers because of the pandemic. KPCC's David Wagner has the details.
3: Last month, the City Council of Long Beach passed what it called a hero pay mandate. Large grocery chains now have to pay their workers $4 more per hour for 120 days. Other cities, as well as LA County, are considering similar proposals to recognize workers facing increased risk during the pandemic. But California's grocery industry says requiring extra pay will lead to layoffs. Ralph's and Food for Less say they'll each close one store in Long Beach, that's one quarter of all their locations in the city, and they're blaming elected leaders for the closures. Andrea Zinder, president of the local grocery workers union, says the decision is an attack on employees. This
0: is hostile retaliation against workers who have been on the front lines since the beginning of the pandemic.
3: Nearly 200 employees could lose their jobs. Meanwhile, the California Grocers Association is challenging the Long Beach pay mandate.
2: Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of The California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world.
4: I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now.
2: KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hi there, I'm abdel Deveta from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your eBooks, or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast.
1: Happy reading!